Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you chapter 43 of Radiance, my Fallout fan fiction. As always, I do hope you've been enjoying this little scroll through the Fallout universe I've been creating for us all, with all its sexy death claws and crazy tails and spider boys and oh, who knows what else we're going to find down the line. Still got plenty of time to go yet, so I'm pretty sure. A few new species may crop up here and there to join our little merry band of ragtag adventurers. Well, you're going to have to stay tuned to find out wh where they're going to come from, aren't you? So, let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, and before we do, the usual legal disclaimer. I don't own Fallout or the bugs or the glitches or the game-breaking things or the Atom Shop or any of that crap. I just leave all that to Bethesda. As Todd Howard says, it just works. And as I say, let's get on with the show. Chapter 43, The Game of Thrones Seven was utterly burned out over the after overuse of his abilities. After Visa had paced him back on the bed to rest for a bit, but she'd clambered on him as well and was now cuddling him protectively. How's your head, my little human love? She purred softly. Well, it feels like i got a skull full of broken glass, but it's calmed down a bit from when I first woke up. But I get the feeling it's going to get a whole lot worse when I get up and go have to go out there, Seven said with a soft sigh. Reza gently stroked the side of his face before lifting his chin so he was looking right into her bright, beautiful eyes. Don't you worry your pretty little human head, my love. Your big claw girl will protect you. I won't let any of those nasty, ugly human girls get close to my human, she growled softly. Seven leaned forward and rested his forehead against hers, making a bright flash of pain ripple through his head. But he didn't mind. As to him, a little pain was worth it just to show the woman he loved that he loved her. And how much she meant to him, and what the gesture meant to him as well. Visa gently kissed his mouth, making a soft flicker of pleasure wheedle its way through the pain. God, I love you, Visa. You light up my life, you know that he said softly. She purred in response. I love you too, my beautiful male, more than you will ever realise, she said softly. After an hour of gentle, quiet cuddling, Seven felt strong enough to get up, so he went and decided to have a shower, which Visa decided to join him for. As he was stripping off, Visa stepped up and wrapped her arms around him from behind, grabbing his hands in hers and holding them still. I think that's my job right there, my tasty little human, she purred in his ear, sending a shiver down his spine. Sounds good to me, Seven whispered softly, which made Visa's dominant side come right out. Mmm, good boy, she purred softly, moving her hands underneath his, and gripping the zipper to his clothes, and she slowly began to lower it with one hand, while slipping the other inside and under his shirt. Seven softly shivered as he felt her claws gently raking over his flesh, and he knew he didn't have the strength to fight back, or to exude any form of control right now, as thanks to the overuse of his power, he was in rather a weakened state still, so he decided to just roll with it and let her take control, which she took full advantage of. Now just you relax and let your claw take control, sweet one. She purred in his ear as she peeled him right out of his clothes, leaving him as naked as the day he was born, and also shivering and a little cold as well. 
Now that there is a whole lot of beautiful. But oh, you're trembling. You're cold. Well, let your big claw go warm you up, shall we? Visa purred, steering him into the shower, so that the hot water they'd already started washed right over him, warming his body. There we go. Mmm, nice and wet and warm. No one else is nice and wet and warm, she said softly, and before he could answer, she turned him around and tilted his head down with one hand, while using the other now part her exposed lips to reveal all the beautiful hot pink feminine flesh hidden beyond it. I think you like what you see down there, hmm? I think you should maybe get on your knees and have a little taste, don't you? Visa growled, raising up to her full height and towering over him, while making the water deflect off her and right onto him, slicking, slicking his hair back onto his skull. She placed her heavy enlarged hand on his shoulder and gently pushed him down onto his knees before her, and he didn't resist in the slightest. The sight before him made Seven's mouth water as his eyes were roaming up Visa's long, powerful, scaled legs before settling on her now-exposed womanhood, which glistened in the wetness and the light as it sparkled off her now-exposed flesh. Visa's hand slipped right through Seven's hair and gently guided him forwards. She wasn't aggressive about it, but she was definitely in control. And to be fair, Seven loved it. Visa was the only one who could ever make him give up control over himself willingly, because with her, he felt safe. He knew that with her, he was safe. And he also knew that he could tap out at any time if he felt even slightly uncomfortable. But honestly... He didn't feel at all uncomfortable with her, because he knew that she would do the very same for him, and both of them switching between dominant and submissive like this was wonderful to him, because it showed that in life and in love they were true equals together. He honestly didn't need any persuasion to do what she wanted him to do, but it actually felt rather nice that she was so desperate to receive his attentions that she would do it like this. He reached up and gently ran his hands up the inside of her powerful thighs and made her shiver. Beautifully, not as much as though not as much as when he locked his lips to hers, sliding his tongue unashamedly between them, and beginning to lick every single bit of sensitive feminine flesh while digging out her clitoris from underneath its fleshy little hood. Visa growled loudly and deeply as he drew her clit into his mouth and began to roll it between his lips and his teeth gently. Yes, that's it, my beautiful human. Suck on it just like that. She growled as Seven managed to get his tongue underneath her clit, and wormed it inside her, all while worming her clit right into his mouth, so he was sucking on it. He also decided to double down by sliding one of his hands round the back of her thigh, and rubbing it up over her rear end. Hmm... I think my human wants me to lift my tail for him, Visa growled in between deep pants. But she did so anyway, lifting it up for him so he could slide his hand directly under it, seeking out the little winking treasure hidden directly below, and making her growl even deeper as his fingers began to tickle right over it. Seven began to swirl his finger over her tail hole, 
making her growl deeply and making her tense up. But he still managed to worm his finger inside her, feeling her insides grip him and begin pulling him inside, right up to his third knuckle. He instantly responded by beginning to swirl it around and doing a little come-hither motion inside her, raking the tip along the sensitive, nerve-filled flesh, making her snarl and howl with pleasure as it proved too much for her. And suddenly, with an explosive roar, it seemed V's orgasm crept up on her and clubbed her with a giant stick made of pleasure that also caused her to flood his mouth with sweet claw-flavoured nectar, which he gratefully and greedily swallowed. But it appeared that Visa was not even close to done with him yet. Quick as a flash, he jammed her hands under his armpits and hoisted him up to his feet, all while pushing him backwards into the wall. She jammed her mouth into his, forcing her tongue into his mouth and utterly filling it to the brim. Oh, my human, you really know how to service your alpha claw, and now your alpha claw is going to have her fill of her sweet, sexy little human. You pushed all the right buttons, and now you're going to reap what you sow. And now all this sweet, sexy humanness is going to be exactly where it belongs, inside me. I'm going to show you who it belongs to, and who you belong to, beautiful little human. Visa snarled deeply, and Seven could feel the vibrations of said snarl right through his ribcage, thanks to her being pressed so tightly against him. Visa adjusted her angle, spreading her long legs so she could slot Seven right in between them, while pressing him into the wall. She adjusted her grip on him so that one of her hands was now in the centre of his back and the other was directly underneath his rear end, scooping him up. But both of his feet were now dangling in the air. Visa was in complete control now. She lowered him down slowly before lifting him up enough to slot him right in between her thighs properly. And with a little push, his manhood slid right inside her. She didn't mess about teasing him this time. She simply slotted it right into the hilt. She snarled loudly as the tip kissed the neck of her womb. Yes, you were made for claws, beautiful human. Every claw girl should have a tame human. You are fucking perfect for us, she growled loudly. Now instead of moving him, Zvisa simply pinned him to the wall, jamming her hands between the, his back and the cold tiles and she used her digigrade legs to good use. She began to pump her hips, keeping him as deeply as she could inside her, and simply making the tip of his manhood kiss her womb over and over again, that so hard that it was sending explosive tingles right down his manhood in a constant wave. The sensations were so strong that it caused both of his legs to go completely numb as the nerves in his pelvis and hips were completely overloaded with pure pleasure that was on its way to his brain. Seven could do nothing but just hold the hell on. He grabbed hold of Visa's scales and dorsal spines and held on tight as she slammed her pelvis and hips right into his over and over again hard. It wasn't painful, but fuck was it intense. Visa was snarling and howling and growling before hunching over and biting down on his shoulder. Seven actually felt her incredibly sharp teeth slide into his flesh this time. He wasn't sure if she knew what she was doing right now, and by the way her eyes had glazed over and gone crossed, 
It was she seemed to be working on pure and primal instinct. She was lost in her pleasure, and she was just pounding against him like a scale-covered jackhammer. There were a few sharp stabs of pain that at first hurt like hell, making him both cry out in surprise and pain. But after a second, it dulled and mingled in with the pleasure that was sparkling in his brain, which, all in all, confused his senses quite a bit. The pleasure and the pain seemed to be merging together into one, a feeling that was truly odd in itself. It should not feel good, but somehow it did. Fuck! It's so fucking good! You are so fucking good! Visa snarled, pumping her hips even faster. She could feel her insides squirming and grippling, rippling tightly all over his manhood. Her flesh was squirming and squeezing, making his flesh scrape all over hers. Seven simply couldn't hold on any more. The confused pleasure in his brain was overloading it, and his nerves were completely on edge, before suddenly, with a huge explosion, it sent jet after jet of hot, thick, virile human seed pumping right into her very receptive womb, sending Seven's little swimmers off in search of Visa's eggs, which were rapidly becoming rather accustomed to his seed, due to the amount of times we were being bathed in it. They were rapidly becoming receptive to it as well. If they kept it up at this rate, it wouldn't be too long before one of those little soldiers breached and a whole new species would get born into this world. The hot seed hitting her womb sent Visa's own orgasm off like a bomb inside her belly, and every single muscle of hers tensed up so tight like it felt like she was made out of steel and scales. Her whole body shook like a leaf as her womanhood clamped down hard on his flesh and began pumping it along like a velvet glove. It took a visa a solid minute to regain her senses and to release Seven down onto his own feet, which instantly collapsed under him thanks to his legs being completely numb. Thankfully, Visa saw him going down and caught him, and very gently lowered him down onto the ground. Uh, uh, are you okay, my love? she exclaimed, her eyes going wide. Um, my, my legs are a bit numb. Think you kind of overloaded the nerves. They're kind of tingling, Seven said, panting softly. That's when Visa noticed the fresh bite on his shoulder that was bleeding, sending little red rivulets of red blood running down onto his pale white flesh. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. Oh, please, no. I, I, I hurt you. I, I hurt the one I love. I, I'm a bad claw. I'm a crazy tail who hurts the one who loves and trusts her. She began sobbing instantly. Seven could instantly see the horror and pain in Visa's eyes. It's it's okay, my little sugar tail. It was an accident, Seven said, reaching out for her. But she pulled back and dropped onto her rear on the other side of the cubicle, holding her head in her hands with the tears streaming down her beautiful face. No, it's not. I hurt the one I love. I love you, and you trusted me to treat you with care and love, and the love that you deserve. But I hurt you. Visa sobbed to herself, tucking her legs and tail up and hugging herself tightly. Seven's legs were still fucked, but that didn't stop him from moving. 
His woman needed him and nothing was going to stop him. Not even said emotional claw herself. So with a quick burst of telekinesis, which felt like somebody just smacked a light bulb in his head with a hammer, he lunged forward, and before Riza could stop him, he threw his arms around her and held the hell on tight, forcing her head up so she was looking right into his eyes. Now you listen to me. You are everything to me. You are not a crazy tale. It was an accident. I understand that you could get lost in your passions. You're a claw. You're a being who's made of passion, and they're so close to the surface. I see it as a compliment that you get lost in them because of me. If I didn't accept the risks and nuances of loving a claw, you think I'd ever let you get anywhere near me? Seven said defiantly. Visa shook her head gently. No. No, no, I don't, she said. Exactly. So don't you worry, my little sugar tail. It's just a little bite. It's nothing to worry about. I barely felt it, he said softly, telling a gentle lie to help her feel better. She looked up at him. But, but your beautiful skin. It was so clean, so clear. And I marked you, she said softly. So? Doesn't bother me. Hell, if anything, I'd see it as a mark of pride. To me, it means I made my claw gill feel so good she lost control of herself, he said. Visa sniffed softly and wiped her nose. Do, do you really mean that? She said very, very softly. He could hear the pure emotion and pure self-doubt in every word. Seven cocked his head. Do you think I'd say it to you if I didn't? I love you, Visa. You are my world. You are my heart. I gave you my everything. I give you my everything. My whole self. Because I adore you, he said. And with those words, Visa lost it. She threw her arms around him and just sobbed into his chest. You are my everything, Seven. I just got so scared that you were going to hate me. I never want to be associated with all the people that have hurt you in your life. I want to be the one that gives you nothing but pleasure and joy. I never want to make you hurt, or to make you scared of me. I just couldn't bear it. I've given you everything that I am, and I only give it to you, she said, and Seven tightened his grip on her. I could never hate you, Visa. It was an accident, nothing more. And to me it's going to make a beautiful scar that will prove to anyone who sees it how much I love my claw and how much she loves me. It shows that I made her feel so good that she forgot herself to me, he said very softly. Thank you, Seven. Thank you so, so, so much for just being you. I can't even put into words how much you mean to me. Please tell me I didn't scare you. She said, obviously talking about the domina domination aspect of their lovemaking. He gently kissed her horns, followed by her mouth. If you did, Visa, you'd have been hovering in the air. I gave you my submission because I love you. Do I scare you and I make you lose yourself and I dominate you? He said, and she shook her head. Of course it doesn't, because you are my love. You are my equal. I submit to you because I love you, and I trust you like I b dominate you, because I love you all in one. 
I just love you so much that I cannot ha- not have you right that second because I need to have you so fucking badly, she said softly. Then you have your answer, my little sugar tail. You are my equal. I give all that I am to you because you give all that you are to me. Now come on, let's dry those tears and go downstairs, shall we? He said softly. She nodded after giving him another tight hug. After the pair of them got themselves washed up and dried up, Seven stopped the bleeding on his wound. When finally they went downstairs, they found everyone waiting for them in the living room. Good morning, lovebirds. You know the sounds carry through these fucking walls, right? Ven said with a toothy grin at Seven. Enjoy the music of Claw, love, did you? He said, shooting a grin at him as well as Gregory was planted in his lap, grinning at the pair of them. Oh, I did, very much. In fact, I'm going to be adding this beautiful one's voice to the chorus as soon as I get the chance, Ven said, gently stroking the side of Gregory's face. Not if I get under your tail first, sexy claw, Gregory teased, and Ven growled and grinned at him at the same time. Is that a challenge, my little sexy human? He asked, and Gregory just smiled at him, never saying a word as he carried on eating his breakfast. Hmm, I like the soft, silent type. I honestly think you two are making all new girls over there a bit, tiny bit jealous. I swear I saw Sheila squirming her thighs together. Think you made her a little hot under the collar, possibly. Ven said, grinning at the new big super mutant girl who blushed bright yellow. Ah, oh, don't embarrass the big girl, Ven. She'll find herself a nice human boy eventually, Weezer said with a grin at her brother. She will with your life, mate, around. I bet they're homing in on him right now for miles around, like he's a sodding beacon, Ven said with a grin. That a compliment, I hear. You want to hand your human back? Weezer said with a grin, and Ven instinctively wrapped his arms around Gregory's midriff, nearly making him swallow his spoon. Not a fucking chance. This one's mine, all fucking mine, no one else's, Ven said, nuzzling the back of Gregory's neck. Mees wants a pretty humie to do that with. Me wants to hug and kick, kiss pretty humies, Sheila said in a forlorn-sounding voice. Don't you worry, big girl. I'm sure Seven's non-human loving magic is already working hard to bring them in from miles away, Wisp said with a big warm smile from where she was lounging out on Malachi's back and abdomen with her arms lounging lazily around his body. He was just sat working on some new armour to replace the stuff that got damaged during the very successful assault last night. Both Sheila and Shauna looked at Seven with a rather hopeful look, and Seven just sighed heavily before he even got to sit down. There was a knock at the door. Visa went and opened it and invited Shepard and her team inside. Ah, there he is, the star of the fucking show, our dark angel himself, Shepard said with a bright grin while throwing her arms up to make a dramatic motion. Seven sighed even harder and shook his head. I'm not a dark angel, or any kind of angel, just a guy who used to get, used all of what he's got to help good people, that's all. Without everyone here and without all those people out there, it would have never worked in the first place. I might have ended it, but it was a victory for everyone, Seven said. And he's humble too. Boy, you seriously landed on your claws with this one, Visa girl. 
Half the damn girls out there are already asking if he's single or not. Spectre said with a grin which made Visa snarl. He most definitely is not single. He belongs to me, and only to me, she said, snarling darkly and huffily while folding her arms over her ample chest. Yeah, what she said, Seven said with a grin. Trust me, I think they know that now. They all saw you in paradise, and I don't think they want to piss you off, Cho said with a grin directed at Visa. Good, Visa said huffily. So, well, down to business, I guess. Thanks to you good folks, especially Seven there, Paradise Falls is no fucking more. Gone. Dosed. Dust. It's just completely fucked. And all those fuckers that were using it are also toast. And that should send a message to all those slaving fucks that they'll never forget. And to be fair, you kept your promise. And your word to us. So now we're here to do the same. You helped us permanently remove those fuckers from this area and life. And I know I'm not stupid enough to know that no more will eventually come. But for now, they're going to be so shit scared of you and of us that they won't be around for quite some time. So now it's time to plan out removing the Amazons and possibly freeing some more of these good super mutant girls like Shauna and Sheila there. And I've already spoken to the group here and they're kind of unanimous in this. Any that we do free will have a place with us, because they've just been through the same sort of crap as we have. So, they can help us to keep this area free, and we'll give them a place to live. Win-win, I think, Shepard said happily. That perked Seven up, as he sat there chewing the food that Riss had placed in front of him, before heading back to her seat and wrapping her tail around her husband's waist, making him smile. Alright, let me finish my breakfast, get my armour on, and we'll meet you in the meeting room and we'll go over things, Seven said. Shepard gave him a thumbs up, and with that the team turned and left to finish, let them finishing their breakfast, which, to be fair, didn't take long. Despite his weakened state, Seven was absolutely chomping at the bit to get on with planning taking the Amazons down. He knew that in his heart that every day they wasted was potential for more innocent lives to be lost, and that didn't really sit right with him. So once they were finished, Seven stepped into his power armour and was rather thankful for it because it was supporting him and holding him upright. All of the decorations that had been stuck outside was on the outside of the armour was gone because when Seven had let off his blast wave last night, the camouflage had been stripped clean off the outer skin and the armour. In fact, it had been stripped so clean it looked like it had been washed, waxed and polished. No sooner had Seven set foot outside the door than some of the women milling about noticed him and began to head straight for him. There he is! That's him! That's the angel! One of them yelled, and before he could even blink, a crowd of the ex-slaves had just seemingly appeared out of nowhere like they'd teleported in. Thank you! Thank you so much! You saved us, Mr. Angel! Someone yelled, but when someone else went to place a hand on him. Visa snarled loudly, making them all jump backwards in shock, as if they'd only just noticed her. No one touches my mail but me, she snarled, and they all looked rather frightened. Easy, Visa. Didn't mean anything by it. They're just thankful, is all. It's all right, ladies, she won't hurt you. She's just overprotective of me because she's my life mate. She doesn't mean anything by it. Seven said, placing her hand on Visa's shoulder, making her calm down, 
as he addressed both of them. Visa deflated a bit and blew out a deep breath and nodded. I'm sorry if I scared you. I didn't mean to, but I don't like people touching my mail. She said and the crowd seemed to understand and he's back from seven a little bit. Thank you for the kind words, ladies, but I'm not an angel. Just a guy who has a powerful skill. It was a team effort getting you out to there, so the victory belongs to everyone here. Without them, nothing would have ever got done. So it's a win for everyone. So it was thanks to every person here. I was just one cog in a big machine. That's all, Seven said. But we saw you. You flew. And you completely destroyed the place with your power. The power of your will, one of them said. And there was lots of nods and cheers. I'm telekinetic, not an angel, guys, but thanks for the support. But, truly, no thanks are needed. It's what we do, Savin said, gesturing to his old team. Well, anyway, thank you so, so much. You have no idea what it means to us, what all of you mean to us, somebody else said. Well then, you're most welcome, Savin said, starting to feel slightly uncomfortable right now. He wasn't exactly good with crowds. Finally, after he'd gotten through shaking hands, Seven and his group made it their way to the reading room where they found Shepherd and her group all sat grinning at them. So, you made it through your fan club then? Spectre said with a grin, and Seven sighed heavily again. Yeah, eventually, but I can guess I understand it a bit. To a slave, freedom is everything. And I'm just the most obvious one in this group who saved them, he said. Yeah, I'd say, given that you were also the guy in the power armour that flew in the air and destroyed the all-plucking place with a glowing ball of fuck you, and everyone near you, and that was fucking incredible, by the way. So, yeah, I guess that would kind of do it, I suppose. Oh, also, so was that shield of love you threw over us. And yeah, we felt that, Cho said with a grin. Well, I wasn't going to let anyone who didn't deserve it get hurt, especially my visa, all of my friends and the innocent people. Now was I? Seven said, trying to rub the back of his head. And wasn't easy in power armour. Well, you sure as hell did that. In most spectacular fashion, I must say, Shepard said. All right, all right. We all know Seven is an angel of non-human love. But can we please get down to planning or a hit on the Amazons so some of us can rush our human off and love them to death? Because I have a beautiful human right here who's in dire heat of hot claw love, and he's not being loved to death. That's a crime, Ven said, shooting a seven, and then Gregory a grin, making them both sigh. But at least Gregory was smiling. All right, then. Shona and Sheila, you guys have the floor as our resident experts, Shepard said, gesturing to the floor before the whiteboard and maps. Shona stepped up, but Sheila took a seat in the front row. Mies let Shona explain. She's smart, she said, gesturing to her sister. All right, guys. This is here where the main base of the Amazons is located. It's underground, an abandoned metro station. They've got all the entrances and exits sealed off, so using the main tunnels is suicide, Sheila said, pointing to a large metro station on the outskirts of the city. So these are the patrol routes that we know of. Now, most of them would be about 200 of them in the main base at any one time, with about another 50-odd out on patrol. But this is the point where we need to deal with most of them. 
and most of them they will, they will fight if the enforcers are left alone and the queen. If you take them all out in once, the rest of them will most likely collapse in on themselves and give up. But it's going to need to be a quick, decisive strike. The queen and all the enforcers need to go down in a single hit, because if they're able to get the girls riled up, then they will fight. It's what the conditioning and the threats and all the brainwashing tells them to do. But if you remove that threat and that control, it will cause them to freeze up because their leader and their protectors are all gone, so they won't know what to do, Shauna said. All right. Are there any other entrances into the place other than the main tunnels? Seven said, ask, Seven asked, looking at the map, and Shauna nodded. Yeah, there's a few minor ones. Things like service tunnels. And there's also the skylights right above the station that overlook into the city. But they're pretty seriously high up, Shona said. Hmm, I think I can deal with that. The suit can drop from a serious altitude and absorb the impact. Plus, two of our non-human friends here are rather good at climbing on walls. Malachi, for instance, he can simply walk on them, Seven said, gesturing to the Arachnakai boy who sat in the corner watching. Shona nodded. Yeah, I think we can use that. But I think we should hit them from multiple angles all at once. Totally overwhelm them. As we're going to be going up at multiple targets all at once. So we're going to need to have maximum effect and surprise on our side. She said. I think we should have one claw come in from here. And another one from here. If they lead in the charge. It should shit them up royally. I mean, even to super mutants. Two angry claws going mental. Is going to scare the living daylights out of them temporarily. Think about it. When Visa and Ven burst in on us, if it wasn't for Seven, we'd have been shitting ourselves, Shona said. Visa smiled at that and nodded, looking a little smug. If it wasn't for my beloved male, you'd have been doing more than that, I can tell you that now, Visa said, and Shona nodded. I believe you, and I respect it. In fact, I think it's a both a beautiful and a wonderful thing, because to me it proves to what level you are willing to go to to protect what's yours and defend your man, Shona said, and Visa puffed out her chest proudly. Damn straight. All of this beauty right here belongs to me, just as I belong to him. He is mine and I am his. And I would walk right through the gates of hell itself and punch the devil right in the balls without second thought if I needed to, Visa said, and all the girls in the group, including Ven, were also all nodding. The group spent about three hours working on the minute details of how this raid was going to go down. Seven wanted to do more training with the teams that were going in, because they'd be going up against rather a lot of heavy-armed super mutants this time, and the threat level was going to go up. So the speed, stealth and strength were all going to need to be in full effect. Every move was going to have to be planned to the absolute minute. There could be no mistakes, because one simple one would end them all. Shepard had told them all the surprising amount of people had actually volunteered for this raid after she'd explained to them what was happening and she also explained to Seven they'd managed to retrieve quite a few extra weapons from Paradise Falls along with a lot of extra ammo because apparently Malachi had had the bright idea to rob the armoury before blowing it up and he'd liberated quite a fair bit of extra ordnance. Once they were done planning Ven snatched Gregory off his feet, and with him in a bridal car, he rushed away, 
with his rather surprised but not unhappy looking human in his arms. Looks like someone was rather desperate for a little human love, Wisp laughed as she rode along on Malachi's back, who had also scooped her up and thrown her onto his back so she could ride along. Mies wishes me had pity Humey to grab and run off with, Sheila said sadly as they walked across the town together. You will someday, Seven said, and that's when Shepherd came running up to Seven. Hey guys, can I have a word please? she asked. Seven glanced at Visa and the others curiously, and got quite a few glances back in return. Sure, Seven said. Um, can we do it inside? Please? I kind of don't want anyone to overhear us, she said, and that really caught Seven's attention. Well, sure. You'll have to forgive the sounds of human on Clawboy, love. Ven isn't exactly quiet, though I do dare you to ask him to keep it down, Seven said with a wide grin. As he opened the door, no sooner had he, that they were greeted with the sounds of creaking bread springs and loud male moans from above them, from both Gregory and from Ven. Well, those two really don't hold back, do they? Shepherd said with obviously a little embarrassment in her voice by what she was hearing. The group chuckled, but Visa folded her arms over her ample chest. No self-respecting claw would ever hide their love from their most beloved one, from the or from the world, because to us. Showing our pleasure and our joy in its purest form is the height of praise for them. We will never hide our joy from them or from the world. A proud claw takes joy in every part of our loved one, just like I do with my seven, Visa said flatly. Don't we all know it? You should have heard them going at it in the shower this morning. Thought they were going to come through the floor, shower and all, Wisp said, shooting seven a devilish grin. And it also made him blush. Visa doubled down and shot her back a wide smile of her own. Is that jealousy, I hear? She said, and Wisp laughed and grinned back at her. Not at all, because now I've got my own little sugar legs right here. And trust me, this boy knows exactly how to make a human scream. These fingers of his aren't just good at sewing. They can push buttons as well as sew them. And Malachi blushed and glanced around at everyone in embarrassment with his six eyes. Seven walked up and patted him onto the shoulder, on the shoulder. Welcome to the Strong Woman Love Club. It's a side club to the non-human love club. Learn to love the blush, brother, and wear it with pride, because you haven't exactly got much fucking choice in the matter. He said, and Malachi chuckled and nodded. See, now this is why I love you guys. You're just so comfortable with one another. It's like you're all a family, or well, messed up family at that, but still a family. I've never seen anything like it. And I love it. In fact, me and my team all love it. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, Shepard said, beaming from ear to ear. Okay, Seven said curiously. Well, when all this is over, I assume you're going to be moving on, correct? Shepard said, and Seven nodded. Yeah, we can't afford to stay in one place for too long. We were on our way towards Boston. We can't afford to sit still in one place for too long as we're being hunted by some dangerous evil people called the Enclave, Seven said. Who are they? she asked. So after he finished explaining who the Enclave were and what they wanted, Shepard looked thoroughly angry and also slightly confused. But during the whole conversation she'd learned about Seven and Wisp's past, and it obviously angered her. Well then, that makes this even easier for me. 
I want to come with you. In fact, I should say, we want to come with you. Me and my entire team. My girls like you guys and what you're about. And in part, what you're selling and what you want in. We want to come with you on this journey of yours. We're sick of being scared and we're sick and tired of being alone. So if you'll have us, once this raid is up with the Amazons over, we'd like to come with you. Shepard said, leaving Seven and all of them stunned. Seven glanced at all his group, and then they all nodded. Sure, okay, we've got no problems with that, Shepard. But just be aware, our lives are not easy. Pretty far from it, really, and pretty far from fucking safe, too. And obviously we won't be coming back this way, ever. Our plan is to either escape the Enclave, or find a place where we can just live free and be ourselves, where they'll never find us. One or the other, Seven said. And that's what we want. And if I'm honest, seeing the way you guys are together, it's making us kind of reevaluate how we've been living our lives. And we want more. And if I'm honest, I really wouldn't mind having a gentle and se- kind sexy spider boy, or maybe a big straw Kong bo- claw boy in my life. And I know Sebekdus wouldn't. She's jealous as hell as Wisp managed to snap up Malachi, because I really think he opened her eyes. She never imagined meeting someone like him before, and he really blew her mind. And now she wants a cute arachnikai boy for herself, Shepard said with a slight shy smile. Well, there definitely aren't anywhere we're going, but who knows what we're going to meet with him around. He's basically a magnet for human-loving non-humans and vice versa, as is very obvious given what's happening right now, Wisp said and Seven sighed heavily. I'm never going to live this shit down, am I? He said and Visa wrapped herself around him. Not a chance, my sexy human. Not a chance, she said. That was chapter 43, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, so Seven and the group are taking on the Amazons next. How's it going to go? Is it going to be as easy as Paradise Falls? Or will there be some pitfalls along the way? Only one way to find out. Going to have to tune in next time. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you next time.